0: Hi, Sherry Nicole here, excited to share the October episode of Black Woman Working. And this one focused a lot on entrepreneurship, more so building a brand in a new space. You'll get to hear the conversation that I had with an amazing person, Regé Clopton, who I've known since age three, and how she's made her way in the makeup world. If you haven't went on to Instagram and saw Raja's 31 Days of Halloween, please look at her makeup styles, look at her exciting ways that she's transforming her face through makeup. Um, she's also teaching us how to do basic makeup with drugstore products on her YouTube channel. And then we really just talk about how is she preparing herself to really make a splash in the makeup world. If she had it her way, Regé would be on a a movie theme or at a big production studio working in special effects. And I believe that she is one step away and all she needs is for us to continue to share her products, share her story, share her makeup designs so that she can get noticed. I hope that you are inspired by this conversation because it's raw, it's genuine And it's inspiring for us to know that you don't have to always know where you're headed as long as you focus on where you're trying to go and have the support around you that encourages you to keep going. So with that, I say, I hope you enjoy this episode of Black Woman Working on building your brand and new spaces. Look at you knowing how to do this. I Uh? I was like oh, this is going to be another tutorial of how to get her to
1: click the link. And... No, no, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's growth, Jay. <laughs> it, it really is. I, I've learned how to navigate. You've learned
0: how to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to keep playing around. She's gonna She'll call me and say, uh, I, so I don't know how to click on this. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, I know that it is a busy time for you, so I won't keep you too long. I definitely wanted to highlight and have a good conversation with you in regards to all the things that you're doing this month of October. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to have a chance to highlight some of those for our subscribers and our listeners and, and then also give you a chance to really talk about how you got into the field. So I'm excited because for our listeners and our subscribers, I've known Rajesh and she was three years old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, we definitely go back a long way and I've been able to see her just grow into this amazing creative wife and, and a beautiful soul. And so I'm really excited that you were able to find some time, especially in your busy month, to speak to us. And so yeah. it's really cool. So I I think what I really wanted to do when I thought about like entrepreneurship for the month of October, Mm -hmm. I wanted a chance to really talk about amazing women. I know who have decided to go into entrepreneur field, but for people who don't know how you've arrived here, can you kind of share how you, you know, from your time of like going to school, when you first decided to pick up your makeup brush, when Mm -hmm. you just make it, you know, your, um, I guess maybe your career, and then even, like, how has it been going into this field and growing in the field, getting clients, things of that nature?
1: So, basically, I started, like, I learned how to do makeup in college after me and my boyfriend had broke up, went through a hard breakup, so I was like, okay, I'm a level up, like, I gotta learn how to do some hair and makeup, like, I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't even know how to, like, straightened my hair my roommate and friends they did everything for me so I learned and I started off with the basics everything I bought like first foundation was like um, the Maybelline fit me everything else was all elf products because it was the cheapest and that's what I could afford in college (laughs) (laughs) so So, yeah and elf is they have really good products so it worked for me and it worked for my budget so (laughs) and while I was in school like I was like gunhole you couldn't tell me anything. I was going to medical school. I was going to be a doctor, preferably orthopedic surgeon. Like that was just the goal. And I did that like as far as my focus, taking prereqs, even after graduating, trying to finish and apply to medical school, take the MCAT, all of that. But it just it was like something health related just like kept coming up. There's always a surgery or something that like prevented me to go back to school to finish the last two classes. Like I only had two classes that I needed to finish, to complete my prereqs, to, you know, start medical school. And I was just like, forget it. Like I'm over it. So, <laughs> um, so one day like Raymond, oh, my Raymond, that's my husband. He always talked about how all I do is watch like makeup videos on YouTube. And he was just like, why don't you just, you know, do your own like YouTube channel. Like, why don't you do what they do? And I was just like, mm, I guess I could, like, that would be fun. So that's when I started off. And that was like two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago when I, it was either a year or two years ago. I can't remember when I started my YouTube channel and I was just doing like regular makeup looks. And it was just, I realized how hard it was because I was still trying to pursue medical school. So trying to study for the MCAT, do makeup looks, post on Instagram and on YouTube and edit video. It was just too much. So I was just like, okay, let me take a step back. And I stopped doing YouTube. And then I just focused on med school. And then I was just like, I went through like a massive knee surgery where I had to get a transplant, a meniscus transplant, which is like cartilage from a cadaver. And that was just like a very painful process. And all I had was free time to just sit and reflect and figure out what I wanted to do. At that point, I was just like, okay, like medicine is like not right now, not ever. Like I'm just, it's clearly just not going to happen. Like God does not want that to happen for me. So I had to accept it because it was just like something literally just kept happening. So I was like, I need something to do. Like being on those painkillers, like I got addicted to the pain pills. I was just like always, like high off of them just like stuck because you know like when you're taking those pills like you can't really function you can't do anything and I was taking them every three hours around the clock because I had constant like excruciating pain I cried like every day for two months straight oh. which was exhausting so um you weren't really I... walking or anything were you no I wasn't able to walk I was non-weight-bearing for that long Um, It was just very hard. I had to constantly find someone to come and help me to bring me food, help me to the bathroom. Like, it was just like a very tough time. And this happened this year, my surgery was in May. Um, So I decided to go back to drawing. I was like, well, I used to draw in middle school and high school. And I was actually really good. But I was always told, you know, Oh, you won't make money as like an artist. Like you need to pursue like they say a real career, but you can have a real career as an artist. You just have to be consistent and dedicated. So, I started back drawing, and I was like, "Oh, like I still got it." Like not to like you know be like cocky or anything, but I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm still
0: <laughs> in a huge point. because Bridget, your your drawings are are fascinating. They're, yeah, I mean, you're looking at a picture and you mock it up. As if you, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's, that's a talent, like you need it to go back to it. No, oh, that's, that's, I mean, that's great. So you started to do your, you started drawing again, and then how did you decide that you wanted to make up
1: into it? So when I started back drawing, I was just like looking up, I, I live on Pinterest. So I went on Pinterest and I was like, huh, like what, what can I do? Like, as far as drawing, like, on my face. And I, like, just saw people would draw cartoons and stuff. So, I started off drawing cartoons. And I was just like, okay, this is fun. But it wasn't challenging enough for me. I was like, I need to do something a little more challenging. Like, this is fun and all. But, like, I don't want to just keep drawing cartoons on my eyelids or on my face. Like, after a while, it just got boring. So, then I saw like special effects makeup and I always thought like when I would go to the Marvel oh did I lose you you know doing special effects makeup was like really cool and that's what I wanted to do so I was like okay let's see you know how I'll do with like some crazy like special effects and then I did like this one makeup look where it looked like I was holding a mask of my face, on my face, but it was, like, just, like, an illusion-type makeup look, and, like, people, like, it got a really great reaction out of it, and people were, like, how are you doing this with makeup, and I was, like, okay, let me take it another step further, and then that's when I decided, I was, like, okay, well, Halloween is coming up, it's almost October, so I started planning in the end of July of all the makeup looks I wanted to do in October, like, I wanted it to be, like, crazy, like things people either have never done or just take my talents to the next level and just try stuff that I have never personally done before and just get out of my comfort zone. And it's been exhausting, but I have had such a positive and great outcome from it and like support and people are like really like amazed and had no clue. Like my roommate from college, like she calls me and texts me all the time. She was just like, how did we live together for three years? And I had no idea you knew how to draw. <laughs>
0: Roger, when do you put, when you started doing the drawings that now it's what, it's day 26, day 25 mm-hmm. um, and you're at 31 days of, of Halloween,
1: do you have a stencil? Like, are you, how are you deciding? No, so I have, um, you know, just one of those little vanity mirrors, the circle mirror, mirror that flips like one side is zoomed in and one side is just a regular mirror. Mm-hmm. I just use that, and I have my iPad up with, like, um, my inspiration pictures of what I want to do, and I just freehand, I just go for it, and just draw my face and do whatever it is, like, because in my, the way my mind works, like, I know what I want. So, like, for instance, I'm trying to think of one of the looks I did. Okay, so for the the zombie geisha look, I was like, I want to do a geisha look, but I want it to be scary for Halloween. And then Raymond was like, why don't you do something with, like, a fake slit throat? He showed me a picture. I was like, okay, I like that. I like the slit throat. And then I was like, but I want the hair to look really nice and crazy. Like, I was watching videos on how to do, like, geisha hair, like, how they do it in Japan. Like, I just went all out. And I put four pictures together from four different things as far as the outfit, the hair, the makeup, and, like, the slit neck. And I just merged it all into one. Like, that's what I do for each look. I just get inspiration from a whole bunch of different pictures and just put it all into one
0: you said a lot of great things in there and so I think it's important to stop for a moment and Mm -hmm. highlight that I heard you say that change is hard and after you had a breakup in college you decided that you needed to make a change and I think sometimes people can get stuck in that change where Mm -hmm. and that could have been that was it sounds like makeup was healing for you or just the art of learning something new became therapy for you
1: yeah it really was like it just it was another outlet and I think that's what really helped me get through this recovery process from my knee surgery because I literally like I'm I can't work like I'm just sitting at home and it's like I need something to do and like these makeup looks they take like three four hours to do so after you brainstorm and figure out what you want to do for about an hour hour and a half and then you do the look like you know some of your day is like productive and gone. And it's just it takes your mind off of like what you're currently going through. And just allows you to focus and get like, you know, just pleasure out of what you just love and enjoy to do.
0: No, I I love it. And I I also heard a couple things that you start you said that you, anybody who's thinking about anything needs to work within their budget. Yeah, started off with a budget of e.l.f. products, which are things that a lot of women, I know I still use e.l.f. eyeliner um, and things of that nature. So the product you find a product that works well for you within your budget, whatever that may be, if right. it's makeup, if it's, you know, fashion and whatever it may be. And then you need to make the, agree to yourself that you're going to make this your career. You right. have to completely divert from I'm assuming that medicine, me knowing who you are, me knowing you for such a long time and me knowing how much you wanted to pursue medicine, um, how did family take it when you've told them that, you know, I want to pursue special effects, you know, art or makeup? Yeah. So how-
1: the only the only person I actually told was my mom because I know everyone, you know, they were just so passionate and just wanted me to pursue medicine. So I was like, I'm just going to do this makeup and see how it goes and go from there and then like my family will find out when they find out as far as the rest of my family I felt like the only one who really needed to know was my mom and she has supported me like since I made that decision and then like my you know my grandma they don't have like Facebook and Instagram so (laughs) my dad or my siblings will like show them like the things that I'm doing and like my nana that's what I call her my grandma She's just like, girl, I think you need to reconsider medicine. Like you got a true gift. And I was like, okay, like that was already the plan, but I just wanted you to see for yourself. So you don't necessarily like, you don't owe anyone an explanation as long as you're significant other, or you just have like one person in your corner to support you, or you don't, you could have no one in your corner to support you. If you know, that's what you want. That's what you're passionate about. You just have to make sure you're consistent and have the dedication to do it and get it done if you want to see the results because things don't just happen overnight. People think that, you know, these Instagram famous beauty influencers or YouTubers or whatever, they blow up overnight, but they don't. They've been doing it. You're just now finding out about them.
0: Now, now that's a statement. The You owe no one an explanation. This is yeah. how that I mean. And I think that it's easy for people to look at social media and dream, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that you have to invest in yourself, you have to sit there and plan for Mm -hmm. a day before you can even sit down and begin to conceptualize the fact that you're piecing together four different looks, getting, you know, um, recommendations from your husband and he's involved and having that investment. And then when you get to the point where you actually showcase and I'm sure there's, there's a lot of fumbles when you're, you know, the makeup drops yeah. you know, or whatever, and you have to kind of start over. But when you mm-hmm. finally get to the point where you want to share and you do get those cheerleaders that are able to champion you on, it does feel good. Right. How, how has social media been a benefit to you? Because right now
1: you're, you would think you're probably what, two years into doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's. It's different because so a lot has changed on social media. So it can be kind of frustrating because Instagram has completely changed like their explore page, their algorithms, everything. So you can get spammed if you use too many hashtags and you mention like you at too many people, your page will get spammed and it won't show up on any of your followers timeline, which is frustrating because before it wasn't like that. And so you have to be careful with that's why you see when someone posts a picture, then they'll go and comment on their own picture with all the hashtags that they want. That way they're, you know, the picture they just posted doesn't get spammed. So it's just a lot of things like that people try to overanalyze and do like, oh, like, let me look at my activity in my audience. Like I have to post at this time because this is when majority of my followers are on um online but it's just like I'm to the point where I don't have time for that like I already have to think about the makeup looks and do them edit my pictures and post it like if it's gonna get seen it'll get seen by the right person I'm not gonna worry about what time I need to post it I don't I don't get caught up in the likes like I don't care I'm just doing this for me and I'm making sure that I'm dedicated and consistent because once you get caught up in how many likes and comments you're getting, you're not doing it for the right reason. You're just doing it for what the people like and not for what you genuinely like.
0: I agree. And I think also social social media comes with a lot of followers while you're hot. Mm-hmm. And then the work that you put in to even get to the point where you have 1.2 followers or, you know, whatever. That yeah. I think that that's really important to state. Has social media been helpful with you, because in addition to your to makeup, you do special effects, which is kind of what you're going into. Mm-hmm. But I know in the past you've done, you know, formal events or weddings, and like, you know, more casual makeup designs. I've looked on your YouTube, and I'm going to yours later. Um, but has social media helped you receive new clients?
1: It definitely has. So all of my clients that I have, so I'm doing Halloween makeup looks tomorrow, like out here. I guess all the Halloween parties are this weekend since Halloween, I believe, falls on a Wednesday. So I had like eight people book all in the same day. And it's just like it was crazy because like I would love to do I've had people that I've had to turn down like quite a few and I would do more. But it's just, you know, there's only so much you can do in a day and someone isn't going to want their makeup done early in the morning and keep it on all the way to the end of the night. So but all of my clientele have come from like Instagram and Facebook people like my friends and family sharing, constantly sharing it like some half of the people I know and went to school with the other half, I have no idea who they are. And they left me because someone else shared my work and they saw it.
0: That's your ripple effect. Now, you're, you're no longer being your only avenue and your only cheerleader and champion. People are now sharing and now you're getting the ripples of people seeing your work so that's right really impressive mm-hmm. and when you start you're saying like it takes three to four hours to do one makeup design um how, can I ask a question about like the type of makeup you use
1: and yeah so do you want to know for like I, the special effects or just yeah
0: like so like for your 31 days of Halloween that's not Maybelline it it's not you know it, it, it has to be like some type of special effects that's really you know holding your pores firm and
1: so yeah so that was um so that was one thing I really had to get in and figure out and learn um exactly like you know what products to use and what's gonna work right so getting into it I definitely watched quite a bit of YouTube videos on special effects makeup because um Like some of it, you use regular makeup, but other things. So for like the Grinch, I use, there's this brand called Mayron. So they're known for like all their Halloween makeup and they have like a palette of body paints. It's a water-based body paint. So water activated and you're able to put it all over your body. But like on top of that, like you put on the layer and you see like brush strokes and it's not as dark. So you have to like layer it on, but then you also have to use like a colorless setting powder to set it. So it doesn't move and it stays in place. And then just learning how to use like different cream paints. Like it's just a lot that you have to learn. And it's a lot that you invest in because these things, they aren't cheap. I will say Amazon has been my best friend for this month of October, along with, um, you know, like Target, Walmart, even the Goodwill, like for props to make the costume or the look perfect. Like I go to the Goodwill. I'm not about to spend, you know, all this money on a look that I'm, you know, only gonna, I'll probably wear it once, maybe twice. So I will say I definitely planned out my looks accordingly to wear whatever paint it was that I was buying Um, the fake blood whatever it was that I needed I made sure I was going to use it more than once for another look so I get you know the bang for my buck basically and I'm not like wasting product or wasting money because it is very expensive and it can add up so you just have to be smart and make sure that you're doing your research and learning how to use the correct products because I will buy things and then YouTube how to use it the correct way instead of just you know experimenting and trying to figure it out myself.
0: So in that way, social media has been very helpful to you because you're using Pinterest for, you know, coming up with creative thoughts. You're using, you know, then you're going to YouTube and Amazon. So having those ready-made opportunities so it can get to you quickly mm-hmm. has been helpful for you to grow your business, but also as a lens to even get more clients. Right. Um, when you're talking about your recommendations, so I hear you said face paint. I heard you say body paint. hmm how do you like if your client comes, do you assess their skin to know when they're yeah. able-
1: so it just depends like um because I have combination skin? So some days my skin can be oily, some days it can be dry. And that also helps with knowing the beauty products, like the high-end and the drugstore. Like everyone's skin is different, and you want to start you always want to start off with a clean, slight clean skin, moisturized, ready to go, and you want Even with special effects, like you want to put on a primer. A primer is going to help not only protect your layer of skin, but like it's not going to have, you know, that paint seeping into your pores and things of that nature. So and it's it's going to be it's kind of like I don't want to say it's not a struggle, but it's it's challenging when you do special effects makeup on someone else versus yourself, because with yourself, you know, your features, you do your makeup every day, you know how certain things are going to look, but when you're dealing with a different face, different skin undertones, and, and facial structures, like, it just makes things, like, a little more challenging to figure out, but it also helps enhance your skill and your craft as an artist.
0: When you, so I guess you, you led it up to the conversation that we were about to jump into, the primer, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna ask you some questions about just things that you use daily. You, you've talked a little bit about high-end makeup, mm-hmm. about drugstore makeup. Is there a on you what you know what you use daily, what is your primer of choice?
1: Um, so as of now, the primer I've been using every day, like underneath all of my makeup looks, is the NYX Angel Veal, Veil Veal primer. It's in a white and pink bottle. You can get it at any drugstore. NYX is like a drugstore brand N- X yeah NYX oh, NYX X. um so I use their primer it's pretty good um or Maybelline I think it's called, it's like baby pores or baby oh, skin yeah, yeah
0: baby skin or something mm-hmm. yeah
1: that one's really good that was like my goat that was the first primer I ever used and I loved it because it, it worked really well and then I also spray my face with a um setting spray on top of the primer and just let it dry and I use there's this one by Olay it's a high it's like a hydrating facial mist primer or not primer but setting spray and then once I let that dry like as that's drying I'm starting on like my brows like with a brow gel and just going in so majority of my products I will say is drugstore like I have a few high-end products but I didn't make my first big high-end purchase of makeup until like Christmas of last year where I bought a benefit eyebrow set for $60 and I was like sick when I bought that. (laughs) (laughs) What
0: do you use for your concealer? Oh I I think I'm losing you again.
1: But there with? are definitely other okay. options that are just as we good. Lost we lost you
0: for a minute. Tell me again about your concealer.
1: Concealer, I use it's like a combination as far as like drugstore. So drugstore I use the LA Girl. You can find that at like your beauty supply. They're usually sold at the beauty supply. I'm not sure if they're in like Walgreens or like CVS yet, they may be, but I use LA Girl Concealer, very good. Or Milani, Milani has a really good concealer. And as far as like high-end, but it's still like affordable, I really love Fenty and Smashbox Cosmetics. Um, Their concealers are really good. I agree. I love Fenty. The one thing I've noticed is
0: even when I'm outside, especially because I live in a very mm-hmm. warm climate, um, that Fenty Yeah, not it, it, it stays. Like it does-
1: it will it stay stays. in place. It never looks,
0: yeah. It never. And the looks shade wet. range
1: is like yeah. very great. Yeah. Yeah. What about your foundation? Do you have my a favorite, favorite is definitely the Smashbox Studio Skin. As far as high end, I believe it's like thirty five dollars, which isn't bad compared to some of them are like sixty dollars. But for drugstore, definitely the L'Oreal Infallible Foundation, like. I was in awe when I tried that because the Maybelline Fit Me was my go-to, but now it's like L'Oreal Infallible. It just, it is full coverage. It looks like skin. Like it's, it it almost reminds me of Fenty. Fenty's foundation. It's just really good. Like the L'Oreal Infallible foundation is just amazing to me. I
0: like that. I like that. Now before we move away from this and talk about some other stuff, do you have a favorite moisturizer or a face a face wash that you would recommend for ladies who wear makeup yeah, daily? Yeah, so for
1: face wash, um what has really helped my skin is the Alba Botanica, it's called coconut milk. It's it feels like a lotion, but it feels so good on the skin when you just, you know, massage it in and just get all the dirt and oils off. But I also like I go in with a Neutrogena I use Neutrogena makeup wipes they work really well they're like the best makeup wipes to me and then I'll go in with like micellar water to get the rest of I was gonna- yeah like I- to get okay. the rest of the makeup off and then I wash my face tone with witch hazel and I'll <laughs> use sorry wow <laughs> wow He did good 20 wow. minutes in he okay, did really going to stay out here. I'm gonna move to the bedroom because you are ridiculous. <laughs> but um, so then after that, um for moisturizer, the keels, it's a little on the the pricier side, but like it's literally the best moisturizer I've ever used. I had a um, I think Sephora gave me like a travel sample. And I tried it, but for drugstore, I'm trying to think of uh, the Burt's Bees for sensitive skin is really good moisturizer. Oh, this is most
0: of the time when when one of the uh, when I told some of my friends that I was going to speak to you and showed them some of the designs that you have created and shared on social media, those were some mm-hmm. of the questions that a lot of ladies wanted to know. Is like, well, she has really good skin, but she's doing so much to her mm-hmm. skin during. she's applying all this makeup, but she doesn't have any blemishes that's showing. And I'm like, yeah, she works out. She, you know, I'm like, I'm sure she drinks her water. I'm sure, you know, all that stuff. But there may be some ways that you could probably change up your um, products. So
1: do you change up your products often? I absolutely have to because like something will work for me for two months. And then I'll have a massive breakout. Usually, of course, like, you know, when it's that time of the month, that's when you have your breakouts, your hormonal acne. And that's when I'll see it. And I'll know I'm like, okay, this doesn't work anymore. It'll be like every two to three months, I have to change up my face wash, my moisturizer and my serum because my skin will get comfortable. Like even right now, like my face two weeks ago, my face was like literally flawless. It was the best it has ever been. There were no blemishes, had no acne now I'm like I have like blemishes and bumps everywhere but it's because I've been doing these heavy makeup looks like every single day and I've yet to give my skin a break but hydrofacials are very important facials in general are very important because they just help your skin and the you know the skin cells underneath to come out with the skin cells that are on top that need to go away but um yeah so you
0: Exfoliate I exfoliate,
1: often. so I exfoliate. I know some people they say you're not supposed to do this. I exfoliate every day, but I use a gentle exfoliator. But I only do that because of the makeup I'm using to get in those pores. So I swear by this exfoliator. I love it. The Saint Ives Oatmeal Scrub, I like, That's love special. it. Yeah, and you special. can use it as I a mask because <laughs> I have very sensitive skin. I break out in hives probably every week. N- never know why. But when I put that mask on, like the hives go away. My skin is calmed down. It's not itchy and red anymore. And on the bottle, it says it's a very gentle cleanser. And it's not, it doesn't feel rough at all. Like I don't like really rough, like exfoliating scrubs. Like I like soft, gentle exfoliators.
0: Oh, this is helpful. Okay. Before we go back to the business questions, a lady asked me to ask Mm -hmm. you, lash
1: or not to lash so okay this is hard for me because I (laughs) used to hate lashes like I wore that like it just felt like my eyelids were like heavy but I think it depends on one it depends on the brand of lashes you're using what you where you're going if the lashes are even necessary and the eyelash glue because I have used certain eyelash glue that has like torn my lashes my natural my real lashes out when taking off the strips or trying to get the glue off my lashes so um go-to lashes that look very natural and just will look good whether you want to do no makeup or makeup are the Ardell double up wispies like I love Ardell double up wispies they're very natural you can use them for glam or if you just you know just want to throw something on to have a little more volume When I, if I'm not going anywhere, I honestly, I just put on a really good mascara, curl my lashes and call it a day. Cause I just feel like my eyes need a break. I have very sensitive eyes. So it just depends on the person. Everyone is different. If your eyes are sensitive and you're just going out running errands or just going somewhere for just a couple of hours, I would just say no lash. If it's an event and you need full glam, definitely an Ardell lash.
0: That was really helpful. I think for women who are always on the go, and black women especially, when they're mm-hmm. at work or you know they're trying to find their femininity in a respectful corporate right. environment, um, I've seen some women who are using lashes. I, I agree. I could think sometimes if you do all mm-hmm. the looks, you know, you're contouring your face, you're putting the eyelashes on, your 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 eyebrows are right. full and have on a lace front
1: you're doing too you're doing yeah lot or even moving. if you pay for the yeah, lash so. extensions like i i just can't i've heard good and bad things like i've heard it rips out your natural lashes like it's expensive it doesn't last long i heard you get eye infections if you don't go to the right place so my thing is like if i want some long lashes and look like i'm about to fly away i'd rather just glue them on myself <laughs> with a strip Right, and then you get right, and I could just take them off instead yeah. of spending like a hundred and twenty dollars to get lash extensions. I think you said it best as you began. Work yeah, for your budget. Uh-huh.
0: You know, don't
1: need to go get me yeah, lashes. You, and you can put them on. The there's filly. YouTube videos. You can literally Ardell sells individual lashes, and you can put them on yourself if you really want to. Like, say you can. It'll probably be like ten dollars, and you can put them on yourself versus paying like a hundred and something.
0: I can tell from like just hearing your thoughts and so far that, you know, you're very passionate about this and you're very passionate about the field. How have you really started to establish yourself in this? I think that the makeup world is kind of it crowded. It is very crowded. Uh, so how do you, how do you as an entrepreneur now, you're stepping out on faith, you've taken the leap, you found something that works for you mm-hmm. right now. So you're trending in October
1: but how are you going to find longevity in the field? So like for me, like there's so many, like there's so many beauty influencers and they're, it's like, they're almost all doing the same thing. And that's not really what I'm trying to do. Like, of course, like I love, like, I definitely want to be a brand ambassador for like Anastasia Beverly Hills or Urban Decay or whoever, like I definitely want the free PR packages and all of that, but. In the long run, like I really see myself, like I want to work for like Marvel Comics and be their head special effects makeup artist. Like that's my end goal—not to be a beauty YouTuber for the rest of my life, but to build an actual career that is going to constantly challenge me because I can do it on myself, you know, all day, twenty-four-seven. That's easy, but when it comes to doing it on someone else, that's when it gets challenging, and that's when it shows, like your true artistry and how well you are with your product and how confident you are. And like, also like, if you're working for a company like Marvel comics, like you're, obviously you have to be good. They're not just going to hire anyone to, you know, paint the incredible Hulk green. That's just not going to happen. So that's definitely the end goal. I would love to work for like a huge movie production company and just be their head makeup artist. And then that end up being my career wherever it takes me after that is where it takes me. But right now that's just like what I'm working and leading up towards.
0: No, that sounds phenomenal. How do you, how do you break into that? So are you using the pictures that you're doing? Will social media drive that? Do you have to create a portfolio?
1: So that's something I'm still learning. So like with all of my pictures, I'm definitely tagging all, you know, the brands that I'm using. But also, like, I've had, like, four people tell me, like, you need to start, like, tagging Tyler Perry and, like, these other movie producers. And I'm like, okay, why didn't I think of that? So, um, I'll tag, like, Marvel Comics. Like, whoever sees it, like, if they come across my page, they come across it. Like, I know I'll come across the right person one day. It's just in due timing. So, as long as I'm staying consistent and doing what I need to do, I do understand, like, you know, some – Places like Hollywood or even in New York, like they want their makeup artists to, I guess, have the credentials. I really don't want to go to cosmetology school and, you know, get the whole makeup certification, and everything, because I feel like, you know, I know how to do everything, but there's always more to learn. So if granted the opportunity and they're like, hey, we like you, we want you, but you need your certifications if if it comes to down to it's like going to be a career changer then yes I will go to school and do that but if I'm able to freelance and do it on my own without going that route that would be great and that's the route I'm trying to take
0: when you talk about freelancing so does that mean that you're going to become an LLC or are you
1: incorporated like I'm still figuring that out like I think I'll probably just end up like you know, branding my name. Like, I don't really know what else it would be. Like, that's just what I would want to be known for as far as like my work, like just Reje Chanel. Like, that's just what it'll be. When you hear it, you already know. So um, I'm just taking baby steps now because even with that, like when people want to become incorporated or have the LLC or trademark their name, whatever, like it costs money. Like it everything costs money from, buying the right camera to the lights to the makeup product like you just have to take baby steps and know that it's a journey and a process no one just can just go out and get everything done I mean if you come from money and like you are just set up to where you can do that then that's one thing but if you're still trying to work and figure things out and plan and just start from the bottom and get to the top like it's all a process you can't get frustrated And you just have to like understand that your journey is your journey and yours may not end up like your favorite YouTuber or influencer. And you just have to be okay with that.
0: Yeah. One of my friends, when I told them I was speaking to you, they were like, well, she's in Chicago. There may be an opportunity where she could get some of her friends together who, because I know I'm that girl. I'm the one who goes Mm -hmm. to the store and I have ideas. I can't tell you how many times I bought lashes. Now, I have a whole stockpile in my in my house, but uh-huh. I haven't worn them because I don't know how to do them. Or I'm not sure if I'm using, I can do my face, but I'm not sure if I'm using the primer right. correctly, you know, with the concealer. So have you ever thought about doing classes to kind of start to find your base and then kind of move back and, and forth yeah, in between the... Yeah, I would definitely, because
1: the- I have people, like, call me and ask me questions all the time, like, oh, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? And I definitely, like, give my honest opinion, like... I'm the type of person I have very sensitive skin and I, I'm not going to be nice. Like even if a makeup brand were to ask me to do a review of a video on their product, if I don't like it, I'm going to let it be known. Like, I don't like this. This doesn't work for me. It could work for you. But as far as me and my, you know, skin condition, like it just doesn't work for me. So I always ask questions. Like you just have to know your skin Especially according to like seasons, like my skin changes with seasons. Like I get very dry in the winter and I get very oily in the summer. So I would definitely be open to like doing a class or, you know, a and a on Instagram or something of just, you know, whatever it is that, you know, what questions like other females have. No,
0: I, I think this is amazing because you're really at the peak of starting in the field, but you already have a good base of pe- folks that are reaching mm-hmm. out to you and you're at the, point where you can decide how you want to move yeah. the next phase. I know I started black woman working. I was like, I want to nail down the podcast I want to feature amazing women who are doing a, you right. know, amazing work. And today I would love to have a relationship with a network or, with Oprah right. or whatever. We all have but we have amazing women next to us, right down the hall from us that are doing, you know, great things that are keeping um, Black women feeling successful and thriving and growing. And, you know, you have to start somewhere. And that's what you're saying. Like, you don't owe anyone an explanation. You need to stay consistent. You need to always be willing mm-hmm. to learn if it requires you to go back to school or get additional certifications or learn a new approach. You have to be open for constructive right. criticism, but it should Them your light you know and and you always need to ask questions and it seems like you're right on that cusp where you know you've gotten the following and now it's just like you just need to let people continue to see the work and also
1: being confident in yourself and in your work because at one point like when I first started like I knew I wanted to offer Halloween makeup services I was so torn on the prices and what to charge because like if you were to go like the things that I do, what I charge is nowhere near compared to like what should be charged. Like I'm being very considerate and reasonable because I know the age group of the people I'm close with. Like no one has 150, 180 dollars to just spend on Halloween makeup. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I'm very like, you know, considerate to people's situations, but. Just because you're my friend or family, do not think you're going to get a discount or I'm going to lowball myself because at the end of the day, if your friends and family, if they believe in you and your work and they love what you do, then they are going to support you financially. So therefore don't feel like, oh, well, this is my best friend. So I'll do it for free or I'll do it for like $30. Like, no, you're going to get charged $85 or more like everyone else, like, If you're not able to afford it, okay, I'll go on to the next person. But don't, you know, yeah, don't don't shortchange yourself because at the end of the day, this is your business and this this money and this income that you're getting, like, that's what's going to help you get to the next level, not shortchanging yourself.
0: So what happens now? You have your social media going. You're doing the sales with the 31 days. It's November 1st what are you going to do in November that's going to continue to so drive? I was actually
1: going to do a poll. I was debating on when I was going to do it. So I guess I'll do it today. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking like, I really want to do um, skull November. So nothing but skull looks like different skull looks of November. Like I have a whole, I have everything out and listed already. Like, it's just going to be crazy. Like, it's not going to be like your typical, like, just skull, like, Dia de los Muerte look. Like, no, it's going to be like, like crazy creative stuff. You're going to probably be like, how does she come up with this? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. It just popped up in my mind one day, and this is how it came to life. So, skull, it's not going to be every day. It'll probably be maybe two or three a week, if even that, because they're going to be so artsy and just time consuming. I can't promise anything, but. Every look in November will be skull looks. And then, of course, with December, every look will be like Christmas themed or Christmas related, but still like crazy, like artsy makeup looks.
0: So what I see you're saying is that you're you're going to brand yourself, Régé mm-hmm. Chanel, a special effects, but you're going to use the months and the seasons and yes. the themes that people already associate with to help drive the way that you right. see makeup. Right, or
1: even even just like, movies that come out if there's like a character that I want to recreate then I'll recreate that like just staying on top of like the different trends like there's always a new trend there's always something changing so just staying on top of that and incorporating that as well because that's one thing I will say that I've learned with this 31 days of Halloween I had it all planned out the first 15 looks were like looks I actually had they were like 10 looks that I thought I wanted to do but I didn't do because I got inspired by seeing or encountering something else and I was like "Mm, don't want to do that anymore I want to do this instead so it's always going to change and I would say don't get discouraged like change is good like embrace the change and use your artistic abilities and just let it show and just express yourself in every way possible
0: I think that. Is a way, a great way to go into our last con- part of the conversation. And I really want to talk about mm-hmm. your faith. I mean, I think that it takes a lot of uh, faith to decide that I'm going to go against what I've been, you know, studying for and preparing for, for, I don't know, you know, yeah. 10 years or whatnot to start a whole new um, opportunity that you already have a God given talent for. But how did your faith wrap you in you know, safety that you said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start with mm-hmm. just me and hope people will buy in and support, you know, this business that I'm trying to create. Or this so it was
1: definitely very, very hard. And like I said, like the health issue, like literally I'll be doing my third back-to-back knee surgery. This will be my sixth one in total in two weeks that I'll be having. So it's just like, Going through all these different massive surgeries, I'm just like, okay, God clearly has another plan for me. I need to figure out what that plan is. And it was very, very hard. Like, when you tell the world and everyone thinks and knows, like, you're trying to be a doctor and it just doesn't work out, you get discouraged, you feel embarrassed, like it didn't work out. But literally, like, when I sit and think about it, only one person out of the entire Um, I want to say black community at my college like in my class we all wanted to be doctors only one person ended up going to medical school we all changed our career so like don't look at you know what other people have going on like your friends like everyone's getting houses getting married getting pregnant like that just not that may not be for you right now and you just have to accept that so once I finally accepted like okay Medical school is not for me. It's not that I wasn't smart enough. It's not that I wasn't dedicated enough. It's just not for me because I'm sure I could force it and I can get to that point, but I will not be happy. I will be in more debt than I already am as far as school loans and it would just be a waste of time and money versus doing this I'm passionate about. I love looking up new looks and just, you know, creating different things like I'm a creative person, so I have to constantly do something new and different. So once I figured that out with the downtime that I had after my knee surgery, that's when I was like, okay, like, this is what I want. And like, my husband told me, like, you have to get more specific with your prayers. Like, it is okay to tell God what you want and what you're expecting. And he may, you know, open a door or opportunity of something that you don't even see what you prayed for coming. But once you allow that to come in and just manifest, like, it can blow your mind and change like everything.
0: That's a word. Mm-hmm. That is a word. You gotta be specific in yep. your. Person. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you? You said you know you you had a lot of change that happened due to the health and your knees and having the surgeries. Now mm-hmm. you're here. Your constant motivation is it just your creative spirit? Is it just the challenge of trying to do this extreme thing on such a unique canvas mm-hmm. of your face? How do you, how do you stay motivated? um you know especially during this 31 days but also just like in general when you know maybe the phone calls do stop or maybe someone you know how do you keep yourself driven towards continuing honestly like
1: for me it's so simple like I can either watch a you like I now I follow like a lot of great like creative um special effects like makeup artists like I can I'll see their work and I'm like wow like that's great. Like she did amazing. Like that will inspire me and motivate me to want to like, you know, get more inspiration and go look for things to inspire me. Or it'll be just, it can literally take one person. Like I had someone DM me on Instagram today, responding to my Instagram story. And she told me, she was like, my mom said, whatever career path you're trying to do right now, if it's not makeup, you need to stop it and pursue this because you're absolutely amazing. Like that one comment, gave me all the motivation all the faith that I needed to get through the rest of this month and next month like I know like people are noticing me and they appreciate my work but it also that goes with you know your circle who you surround yourself by if you're surrounding yourself by people who love and support you and motivate you then you're always going to have the motivation and inspiration you need if you're surrounding yourself by people who are jealous of you they envy you they don't really care what you have going on, you're never going to be motivated or never going to want to pursue, you know, what it is you're passionate about. No, I think that is
0: perfect. And I think that also the thing that you said at the beginning was you have to give yourself permission Mm -hmm. to take the leap, like, you know, hearing from other people and hearing from, you know, uh, people who just kind of find you is always helpful and keeps you motivated Mm -hmm. and driven, but you also have to give yourself permission that I'm going to do this. And whether one person likes it or a thousand Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever you say, the course, I'm proud of you. you. I mean, I think the hardest thing to do is to be authentic. And this whole conversation that I heard is that you have found your authenticity. You found your true self. You found out what your magic is. You found what makes you passionate about your life and your family, friends, or, you know you know uh anyone that you come in contact with has a critical criticism or has a word that isn't in 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 line to what you're doing it's not going to stop you from doing what right. you desire and i think that is a testament that people really need to understand especially black women because we're judged on mm-hmm. so many levels if we're you know not married if we don't have children if we don't have our house if we you know, we choose to move away. If we choose to stay, if we choose to right. wear hair, if we ch- like there, the list goes on and on. And what I hear you say is that you have created your dream and and you're working to make your dream happen and whatever gets in your way, you're going to continue mm-hmm. to move it away and shift. And you stay focused. And that's, I think that's just the most. Yeah. And, thing. and too like
1: I, giving yourself like, like, just appreciating yourself and your work. Like, give yourself credit. Like, I know it's hard. Like, you don't want to come off cocky or too confident or anything. But, like, when I did, like, when I first started off, like, like it was, like, crazy. Like, the looks I did and pulled off. Like, when I got done, like, I was taking the pictures. Like, I, like, told my husband. I was like, Raymond, like, I'm not trying to be cocky. I was like, but I did this. Like, I'm like, this is, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I didn't think I had this in me. I'm like, but this came out so good. Like, I'm so... Proud of myself. I'm so happy. And that is okay to say. Like, I feel like people think that they can't say that they're proud of themselves. They can't give themselves credit and they just look for credit and appreciation from other people. And you need that self validation because at the end of the day, like, Those people, they're not doing the work for you. They're not making the money for you. You are. So give yourself the credit that is deserved because it it helps you and motivates you, but also staying humble. Like you want to stay humble throughout the process because you can get big headed really quick and, you know, things can start, you know, falling down and not coming into place like it was before, but just remaining humble, but also giving yourself credit and just being mentally in a healthy state. That's what's just going to allow you to keep pushing and going forward.
0: Do you still do uh, ready-to-wear makeups or weddings? Would people people still book you for a wedding or for a prom or for any of those?
1: I just did someone's um, birthday glam makeup last month. And then I just had another girl hit me up on Instagram asking me if I would do like glam makeup for her um, in two weeks for a photo shoot. I've done one uh, wedding before I did the bride and a couple of bridesmaids. So like, I'm open to regular, you know, glam or just no makeup, makeup tutorials or whatever it may be. Like I'm definitely open to it all and am willing to do it.
0: Okay. What about men? We haven't said anything about men. So is one of your angles to stay, only working within the sector of like special effects or so if some of the things you're going to do with skulls would you be using your husband and kind of working on you know doing yeah. his face so and I'm definitely of...
1: going to incorporate him um, actually two of the looks I'm doing tomorrow are men um, so I will be working with two men tomorrow for their Halloween makeup looks um, definitely incorporating my husband because he has so much facial hair and I know that's going to be a challenge and just working with it and trying to see, you know, everyone, like I said, they have different facial features, their hair is different, facial hair is different. So it's just all going to help me build my craft and enhance it and just see where I can take my talents to the next level. So definitely open to, you know, doing makeup on men as well.
0: And currently, are you uh, assigned with any makeup brands? Or are you um trying out has anyone sent you makeup for you to kind of test so i did earlier
1: this year i got sent my first pr package by they're called Eben new york they're sold in um like the beauty supply stores and because those are the lashes that i usually wear if it's not ardell it's Eben, just because they have they have really nice like if i need like a very dramatic lash like a 3d like faux mink lash I will go there, and they're like two, three dollars, and that's e b b i n New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they sent me yep. my first PR package with like a whole bunch of like concealers, lip gloss, glitters, mascara, all kind of like fun stuff. So that was like very exciting for me.
0: And then as we wrap up, do you mind sharing your YouTube channel, your IG, your Facebook? And how you would like for people to connect with you and follow you
1: so that you can continue to grow. Yeah. Your so base. um with YouTube and Instagram, it's all the same. So it'll be Rajay underscore Chanel. And then my Facebook is Rajay Clopton. And if you just message me, I'm like not doing anything besides makeup. So I respond back pretty fast. You're working. I'm, I'm working my fast. craft. I'm not working a nine to five. So I respond back pretty quickly to emails my email is in my instagram and facebook bio information so you can email me you can dm me whatever it is that you need you can contact me on social media and i will definitely get back to you
0: Uh, and then do you have a, a man a mantra or a um a quote or a scripture that you would like to leave the subscribers with when it comes to um Having your faith, or having motivation, or just mm-hmm. a reminder to be patient with yourself—that you'd like yeah, to share. Yeah, so my favorite them.
1: scripture that got me through undergrad—that my grandma like pounded <laughs> and instilled in my head, um, which was also my first tattoo. Hopefully, she doesn't listen to this because she doesn't know about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I know about it. Um, Philippians four thirteen: I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.
0: I love it. I love love you. you Thank you for spending time. And with that, this episode is a wrap. I want to thank Rijay for sharing her story and also for you all listening to it. I know that the conversation was about makeup and starting up, but I hope you saw the overarching lesson about trying something new defining yourself in a new space moving away from what you thought you always wanted to do and refocusing and finding your passion and i hope that you find your passion you may be good at one thing but you may be great at another thing and all it takes is for you to decide to leap towards that before we go i want to leave you with a small poem that hopefully can continue to inspire you it says i used to have a comfort zone where i knew i wouldn't fail The same floor walls and busy work were really more like jail. I longed so much to do the things I'd never done before, but stayed inside my comfort zone and paced the same old floor. I said it didn't matter that I wasn't doing much. I said I didn't care for the things like commission checks and such. I claimed to be so busy with the things inside the zone, but deep inside I longed for something special of my own. I couldn't let my life go on by just watching others win. I held my breath. I stepped outside and let the change begin. I took a step and with new strength I never felt before, I kissed my comfort zone goodbye and closed and locked the door. If you're in a comfort zone, afraid to venture out, remember that all the winners were once at a time filled with doubt. A step or two and words of praise can make your dreams come true. Reach for the future with a smile. Success is there for you. Stay inspired. Keep reaching towards your your dreams and continue to find a new place for yourself that you didn't know existed for your talents, your passion, and your happiness. Talk to you guys next month.